Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 32. I just want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us here. Again, we want to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing, what you want to hear us talk about now that the NFL is over. Uh, Not a whole lot of football except for the USFL. We're going to be big USFL uh, podcast here now. So, um, Joey, how can people get a hold of us? Fuck yeah, hit us up in our DMs at Heartland Pulse on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Just search Pulse of the Heartland. You'll see our live videos. Everything else that we post from the other socials will be on Facebook. But yeah, let us know how you're feeling. Let us know if we're doing something wrong, something right. But also spread the news. Spread the people, spread it to the people that also would love what we're doing. All right, well, Joey, what are you drinking? Well, for the rest of the world, I got a promotion at work today, so I am a few selects in, and uh, yeah, if I sound a little drunk, I probably am. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, what are you drinking? Congrats, Joey. We're all proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, So with this new job, I'll be able to go around and do a lot of barbecue uh, reviews and things. And I plan on doing a lot of those on YouTube, uh, a lot of reviews and stuff and see if we can maybe get some free food via the people Just say I'm an influencer, but mostly just see where the best barbecue <laughs> is around the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your promotion go to your head there, Joey. Yeah. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to, it already has. Dick. Like, so he I'm drunk. hasn't even got to his first review and already talking about being an influencer. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, well, first off, it is great to be back. I missed uh, being with you guys all the last hey, week. Ryan. And, hey, and, Ryan. And, and I can actually have a back and forth communication. Technology is working for me this week. So it's pretty sweet. Pretty happy yeah. about that. There we um, go. I'm going to. I'm going to start the night off with an old fashioned made with some Elijah Craig uh, small batch bourbon. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, I, I could tell you last week, um, you're only on for about a half hour, but you couldn't hear us, could you? No, did you hear? Well, I heard you. It might have been on a delay, uh, it, but I had some very important stuff to talk about, but unfortunately, <laughs> it just didn't work. Yeah, it, it must have been on delay because I, I noticed a couple of times like Clark would be like two sentences in and then you just like start talking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, in Western South Dakota, we just got the Internet. So we're going to have some growing pains here. Yeah. <laughs> About got time that, caught up with East River. Yeah, got yeah, that old dial up. I'm surprised yeah, it's, it's a negative 30 uh, wind chill out here right now. I'm surprised that the Internet's not down at the moment, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful February day in South Dakota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Polar bear walking in front of my house is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bryant, what are you drinking? Well, I've been doing so many damn barn town and different beers. I, I've, I've got a like stockpile in my fridge now. So I'm going over all the leftovers from barn town right now to make room for more. So didn't didn't find the Mountain Dew? 
No, I, I looked at like multiple cases and they promoted it all like it's mm-hmm. Iowa, Tennessee, and Florida that that what that said were the first three states to get hard Mountain Dew. In every place I looked, I couldn't find it. I was scavenging the internet. It sounds like the distribution centers for Iowa, it only got to eastern Iowa today, like Cedar Rapids and Iowa City. Ooh. Should be getting to Ames ish, you know, sometime tomorrow or this week. So trust me, I'm gonna be buying a case when I can and I'll review it next week. All so right. our listener, TJ, you live in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to hear this tomorrow, pick up some hard dues on your way home. Let us know what they are, bud. Hard mountain dues, not dudes, just so there wasn't any <laughs> errors there. To each their own. Yeah, exactly. TJ, more power to you if you want to, but yes. Mountain <laughs> dues, please. <laughs> TJ will appreciate all of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clark, what are you drinking? Oh, I got some Templeton Four Year on the Rocks. Oh, haven't heard that one before. <laughs> I've only got like three bottles left to go, but I was just oh. gonna ask you how many bottles you had. <laughs> it's a slow countdown to the final bottle. That's right. Yeah. Hey, quick question for you. I because I was on the Pit Boss Facebook things all weekend. Have you ever cooked with whiskey? No, no. Uh, well, was... I don't know. If Actually, I have uh, when I make my pulled pork, I inject whiskey into the pulled into the pork. Straight apple juice. Straight whiskey. So the reason I take I some that... wild turkey and put it right in the middle. There. <laughs> well, someone did actual wild turkey and uh, apple juice and brown sugar and reduced it down and then injected it. So <clears throat> there is that. I was just wondering. Sounds like somebody you can't do it right if they can't handle straight. That <laughs> that well, ham. Put the that, whiskey in your meat. That's what she said. That ham I did a couple months ago. The glaze on that called for bourbon. Didn't have any, so I just didn't use it. Yeah. Trey, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Canyon Cream Ale out of Crow Peak Brewing Company in Spearfish, South Dakota. Oh yeah, yeah. My Did... my one of my least favorite breweries out here, but represent. Yeah, I like this beer though. The Canyon Cream Ale is pretty Whoa. good. <laughs> yeah, I guess we won't be tagging them on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, uh, just we one person's him. opinion. Just one person's opinion. That's <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we could tag. I mean, how many toothpastes out here do we hear that it's like? Four out of five dec- dentists recommend. Just four out of five podcasters recommend this brewery. Right. I'm just a tougher critic. Yeah, true. You got to see how big of a hard ass I am at our whiskey society meetings. You guys don't even want to see the great. Oh God. we don't want to see whiskey, Ryan. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the brewery that we went to the last time? Well, not the last time, but it was downtown Spearfish. This that wasn't Curl Peak, was it? Spearfish I think it was pretty brewing. new. Yeah, Spearfish Brewing. That was pretty new at the time, I believe. Yeah. Yep. That is one of my top two in the Black Hills. I mean, they were cool. They let us bring our, was it Qdoba? Or what did we yes. get? Yes. Yeah, they let us bring our Qdoba in there and eat it. Yeah. That, cool. that is one thing I've absolutely loved, like the brewery culture where they're just like, <clears throat> you know, it's like, fuck it, bring in your own games. Fuck it, bring your own food. Just come here and drink beer and relax, you know? One of the best things about that brewery and other than they have some of my favorite beers is it's 
a lot cheaper than a lot of other places. You can go to a brewery and spend $7 on a pint pretty damn easy. But this place, it's pretty typical for like $4 or something like that. It's, nice. it's reasonable. It's nice. And that was Spearfish Brewing? It was Spearfish Brewing. Right. Nice. Like I said, top, top two brewing in the Black Hills for me. So speaking of that, both the breweries in Columbia, Missouri, uh, well, all three is $5 <clears throat> a pint regardless of what you drink. You could drink five IPAs and still spend, or double IPAs and still spend 25 bucks. So mm-hmm. good stuff. I like breweries that are that way. Like Brian said, yep. the culture of breweries is just phenomenal. It, it, it fits the daily drinkers, you know, they're what they need to have, I guess, or mm-hmm. shouldn't have. Can't, well, can't wait till we start the Pulse of the Heartland Brewery. We'll be like that. Yeah. No, I've already I've already brewed seventeen beers. Just let me know when. <laughs> if you get... brewing, is that is that what we're just gonna call it? What what are we what what's our name gonna be though? Pulse of the Heartland. Pulse of the Heartland, okay. Uh, come on. And then we'll just exclusively get our we're gonna be making what's called passive income. We're just gonna play our podcast on loop over the intercoms <laughs> too. We're going to be making so many cents on the cents when we do that. We're going to be getting those stream notes. Yeah. We're going to 15 cents every two hours is going to be pretty Ooh. sweet. God damn. We're going to be rich, fellas. We just need to get the building, build it, create some beers, get some marketing out there. That's all we need. And then all of a sudden, our, our listen numbers are going to start jacking up. Mm-hmm. Ryan, don't flaunt our money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's jump into this thing um first thing on the agenda i'm, I'm gonna plug this for me here but it's that is coming up in march um i did throw a tweet out there with the link to my page it is uh it's to raise money uh did this a couple years ago that's when i originally shaved my head and i just kept shaving it so I stopped shaving my head on February 13th. So I got a good five weeks of growth before I will shave again. And what you do is you, you just raise money um, and then all the money goes to pediatric cancer research. And then you just shave your head. Um, so done it once before I was, you know, I like to pick out something and raise money for it like once a year. Like I've done the fight for air climbs and that kind of stuff. So um, this is a little different. So uh, I will start shaving my head again, March 19th. But uh, yeah, I, I don't like having hair already. It's <laughs> only a been a week up there. That's yeah, only been a week. Don't like it because <laughs> I usually shave every other day. Yeah, man. But you had such a head of hair back in high school. You had the floppy golden, or I should say golden, red locks all over the place. Yeah. Um, so with it coming back in now, because you know I haven't had hair in two years, uh, I can tell how thin it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it was getting a little thin when I first started shaving. That's why I kept shaving it. Um, but yeah, up front, yeah, that that two years wasn't kind. your hair is fighting for its life to come back yeah like around you know my ears around the back you know to the other ear very thick very thick still just on top not so much so um if you want to want to donate to a good cause uh go over to our twitter 
and uh, my fundraising page is on there. Just uh, mm-hmm. throw a couple dollars down. It's for it's for the uh, you know pediatric cancer research. So good I was trying to say it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Come on, <laughs> jeez. That was Trent's uh, go-to saying when we're playing beer pong back in college. It's for the kids. Me, uh, Joe, Joe Hetherington. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now they got my plug in here. So let's uh, we'll move on. To the NFL, not um, your hair plugs, right? Not my hair plugs. <laughs> what? No, if they're where? Where do people have to go to donate to the pediatric cancer research? Trend? So the easiest way to do it would be just go to the Pulse of the Heartland Twitter account, and I quote tweeted it. I'm trying to find it here. You're good. Maybe. I'll find it and I'll tweet it again here in a second. How yeah. about it, let's pit, pin that baby to the top for a little bit. How about that? Yeah. I can definitely do that. Social media intern is on it. <laughs> I thought he was fired. Well, Dart is just kind of being lazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just go to that. You it's got the link there. It's stbaldrix.org and it goes straight to the fundraising page. Very easy. Nice. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's jump into the cool. NFL. Um, little, little bit of a little, what do they call it? A vague, a vague post. I mean, Aaron Rodgers last night. Yeah. He, it was very weird. He, he does that kind of cryptic stuff and weird stuff. He, he might be one of the best internet trolls out there. He just kind of, he knows what he does when he does this shit, you know? Well, I don't know if anybody, paid attention to the pat mcafee show today yeah I did. but uh aaron Rodgers decided to go on a bit of a cleanse mm-hmm. <laughs> as well which, but... which uh maybe led him to this newfound gratitude that he decided to express on instagram but uh you know man, man cleared his head t- t- took a few what was it 12 days two weeks Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Off to uh, do this cleanse where you're literally just uh, emesis from both ends pretty much the entire time. And <laughs> pooping and vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> Cleaned himself out. Uh, and, and, you know, he just felt so grateful for being on the also, other end of this. Also, that, a night uh, at Rookies, if, for those that are familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rookies is, is not a thing anymore. What, what did you <laughs> Yeah. What had probably well, happened was he finally had that first that. fart he could trust, and he was very grateful for it, you know? Yeah. Yep. His, probably first, ends, you know? his first time having Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if he would just get sour cream on his tacos, he'd be fine, but... You know, my, my favorite part about the whole deal with the Pat McAfee thing is, you know, he, he goes on this, this cryptic Instagram last night, and then all of a sudden, we got this huge special guest in studio, which he didn't end up being in studio. So they're promoting this huge guest that everyone knows. It's Aaron Rodgers on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, and so you expect something, bit, you know, an announcement and all this. I don't I don't understand why people thought it was cryptic. It was just me showing gratitude. And now here I am. I know I told you guys that uh, I was going to make an announcement on your show when I'm ready. But, you know, I'm just going to talk to you about how thankful I am for Devontae. Yep. He he said he was going to make that announcement in person. Yes, and and it, that's almost to me how they advertised it going into today. To be honest, that he was going to be there. Yeah, you had to get those numbers up over 100k. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that's no slam yeah. towards towards them because i mean I, that, that's my favorite sports show but yeah it's it was a uh, it was definitely implied that something was going to be going on today i i'm just really glad when you're talking about how uh rogers was doing it and he wasn't in studio he was doing it over um you know over skype or whatever i'm, I'm just glad to hear it because i mean if there's any nfl player that really respects the rules you know during covid and social distancing and stuff it's going to be aaron Rodgers for sure <laughs> yeah yep him and kirk you know Hey, Kirk is in a plexiglass cage, so don't you dare go after go after our QB one. That's my quarterback. Real mistakes on tinfoil. He he's he's an odd duck, but at least we know you know at least we know if he's not going to get vaccinated or not not playing the coy you know I was immunized type of bullshit. So the nice thing about Kirk is, I mean, like him or not, he's he stays quiet. Nobody. I mean, he's not active on social media. He just kind of does his own thing, keeps private. That's pretty nice. He loves his family. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the- so wait, I, I got to go back here. Mm-hmm. What grills his steaks on tin foil? Oh my yeah. gosh, he's the worst griller on the planet. Who is it? Are you talking about Aaron Kirk, Rodgers? No, Kirk Cousins. Kirk, yeah. Kirk Cousins. Sorry. Jesus, tr- trade it. Get rid yeah. of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he and, and, eats ranch. Does that help out? I've nope. I've I've seen enough. <laughs> and in uh, NFL Vikings news, yeah, the trade has been demanded. Yeah, <laughs> by Trent Nelson, by one irate fan. The Pulse of the Heartland has a lot of pull here. Okay, who was shaving his head in five weeks? Uh, donate to <laughs> yeah <laughs> the Kirk Cousins Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> well. I don't know what Rodgers is going to do. Honestly, I really hope the Jordan Love era starts in the NFC North, but he'll be back. He's won two MVPs in a row. He'll be back. We know it. It's it's Kirk Cousins' time to shine in the North. Come on. Heck, we got uh, Kevin O'Connell coming in to bring, in, bring all the Rams coaches and uh, play styles, so we may as well just be the powerhouse of the North now. Actually thinking of it, Let's keep Aaron Rodgers around and then dominate the North with Aaron Rodgers there. Because then people go, oh, you're only winning the North because Aaron Rodgers is gone. Well, let's just do it when he's there. Yeah, yeah they're gonna, they're always going to have some sort of yeah. excuse, Strand. They'll never be like, oh, the Vikings Vikings are finally the ones. No, yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah. They should start now with trying to beat him now at the end of his career. That's yeah. a good idea. Well, we can't beat them because if we do beat them, it's either one, <clears throat> the, the refs cheated for us, or two, it's our Super Bowl, so we need to just, you know, mm-hmm. our season may as well be over. I love so, that. Oh, you guys are fans fans or? No, no see, I, yes. I guess <laughs> I like being on, you know, the other end of it's our Super Bowl twice a year, I guess. Yeah. Right, Hawkeye yeah. fan, Joey? Well, <laughs> I, mean, I had to yeah. go there. <laughs> I had to. I'm hey, sorry. put some respect on it. That's your number twenty-five Iowa Hawkeye fan right there. Okay, yeah, true. I'll right. If you guys would keep winning, we would be higher up. But whatever. We have kept winning. Yeah, we won this week. Yeah, we've been undefeated in the last week. So, thank you. Build that resume. Build that resume. Something. No, I, go ahead, so, Joey. Do you want me to comment on the? Super Bowl or not. No, I was just grazzing you. <laughs> okay. Well, I enjoy Iowa State weekend, and I love that 
it is not your biggest game of the year anymore. That makes me so happy. Because one, uh, I don't have to hear shit like that anymore. And two, uh, it just, you know, builds our resume when we beat you. So, yeah. Thank you, Joey. I respect Thank that. You. Are we Thank talking you for football or basketball here? Football and wrestling. <laughs> okay. Oh, and wrestling. Not not basketball, though. No. No one cares about basketball. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. No, so, it's right. football. It's just football. Back to the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Vikings, I think, only left Sean McVay back in L.A. They just – everybody – all the other coaches are now Vikings staff. Is that correct? A uh, few have been poached up from from uh, L.A., actually. I was looking at our, our special teams coordinator. Well, it came from the Rams. Um, the QB coach is coming from the Rams. Our offense coordinator, uh, Wes Phillips, who's Wade Phillips' son, he is also coming from the Rams. So we have still a few from them. Nice. I know there's another one they were trying to get, but the Rams blocked us from interviewing. Wow. So that, I think that says a lot about Kevin O'Connell if they're they're following with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good sign. Yeah. Maybe they see the writing on the wall with the Rams, you know, losing some players. You heard it here first. Vikings are the hottest team in the NFL. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Super Bowl champions 2023. There you go. All right. And that's so and now is, let's go to a realistic. Let's go to a realistic contender. All right. Oh yeah, I was gonna. You talk about the Chiefs. Yes, I was gonna. Oh, I thought we were doing the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> oh, damn it! See, I was gonna transition to the Chiefs by by asking or you know telling the Chiefs fans when you're talking about this. I don't want no RBF. All right. What? Nobody. <laughs> I got it. I got you. Thank you. Yep. I, I didn't. I didn't get it. You know what RBF is? No. Resting bitch face. Oh. oh. That was running butt fumble. I was trying to think of any football acronym on what the fuck you mean. <laughs> exactly. And I no, this is the like, biggest like, news coming out of the Chiefs this week is, you know. Oh, no, yeah. Not to have that face. Yeah. Nope, it's uh, it's definitely the media's uh, wet dream that they can keep talking about Mahomes <laughs> in the offseason here. I mean, th- does it not get, seriously, from an outsider's perspective, does it not get old like, hey, look at Mahomes at a Texas Tech game. Oh, and he's sitting next to his wife and he seems a little irritated. Are they going to get a divorce? It's like he's just sitting there enjoying a basketball game. I, I, from the outside, it gives me more pleasure that it really messes with you guys more than it does. Us. Yeah, like it, it pisses you guys off so much. That's more fun to me. Oh, did you hear? Uh, Patrick Mahomes he uh, had a meeting with his family. It didn't happen, but he had a meeting with his family that can't attend games anymore. Do you not think they would have done that in the middle of the season if when we were on our losing streak? I mean, just it, wait till his brother's on The Bachelor and he, it comes out that they don't talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, this is what happens when you're the best quarterback in the league. Like, it, it's just annoying and dumb, unless you're stupid ass Andrew Luck that can't answer a fucking question to save his life. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have any personality at all in the NFL, you're going to get, you know, all this shit, which is stupid. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's just pretty pathetic. I mean, and literally he has to address it on Friday and goes, I was going to give it, you know, the amount of attention it deserves, which is zero. But, you know, apparently we have to keep, they just keep railing him on different shit that isn't happening until we, you know, he has to come up and speak about it. 
And then guess what? More people are just going to talk about how he talked about they're talking about. Like, it's just a never-ending cycle. It's the stupidest thing I've, I've seen in some time. It's... Welcome there was to a thing the... I saw today where it was it was about Jackson Mahomes, and this is where they said it's one of those things where if it pisses you off, it might be kind of funny to me. But it was it was something stupid like Jackson was supposed to use a product on TikTok and then promote this company, and he didn't do that. And the company went on TikTok and said something about him. It's like, okay, are we really getting to this point now where he didn't do something, and now the other people are pissed off that he didn't do this? It's like, yeah. Because this is, this, is, that, this is getting dumb. Well, they, what they saw was the the one bar that he was an asshole in and got all the media attention for a day of, oh, we got to promote this small business now because he was an asshole in this company. Now everyone just, okay, now I'm just going to slander his name, say he didn't do something, whether it's true or not, and then just mm-hmm. get the clicks. That That's all it is. It, it's like I said, I just roll my eyes. It doesn't get me wor- worked up as much as, as it did like during the season. But it's seriously like, is this not like a breach of like a man's like privacy? Like he's trying to just enjoy his life and everyone's critiquing every little thing in the off season that, Oh, he, they need to go to marriage counseling before they're even married. Oh, he, you know, my question is how, I mean, all the stuff is going on. How does like Burrow and Allen and, and even Rogers, you don't really see a whole lot with him. I mean, Boy, there's really not that. I mean, a little bit. She's an actress, of course, so there's a little bit. And of we course, had a it, very public breakup. And yes, but there wasn't Rogers like videos. Was all videos of, this. I get that, but there wasn't videos of stuff that she's doing and all that, or or yeah. uh, you know. So it, it's crazy that there's so much on Mahomes, but these other big time quarterbacks, nothing. Yeah. It's weird because the media rode Joe Burrow's dick for a fucking month and now nowhere to be seen. I mean, <laughs> imagine like when, like, he's just sitting there in a coffee shop and there's just a camera that's recording everything he's saying and you're lip reading what he's saying to a waitress. And oh, he seemed to be not in that great of a mood because his fucking mocha latte wasn't the right flavor or right temperature. It's like that's the type of shit of like just micro watching any little distraction it, like i said and, and you said it perfectly though like how are there not 32 others why because there's only one patrick mahomes who's the greatest in the league right now and they they just want to break him down so burrows just has 17 other women riding his dick right now that's why the media is not on it there's no oh, room is that is that it <laughs> they, they, they really like the silver medalists in those games huh hey and that, uh, that was, that making was, that money that was something with cousins this week where they there was a rumor that came out that he's not willing to negotiate on a contract or something. It's like, okay, number one, this is when you go on the internet, the only credit there is now is, oh, just trust me, this is real. Like, there's yeah. no actual evidence on anything. Um, so that's annoying. And then the whole we're gonna trade him for Sam Darnold and it's a to Carolina. It's like, really, you're gonna go from I understand his contract isn't the greatest, but you're gonna have Sam Darnold replace Kirk Cousins in a new offensive scheme. Are you kidding me? So it, it does get annoying with that happen, but there were I mean, it's not like there are videos also sitting there with him mm-hmm. in the in the meeting too. It's I, just dumb. I think you see though with, with you know these contracts are like, oh Kirk Cousins doesn't have the greatest contract. We've kind of said it all year. Kirk Cousins isn't the reason that team's not winning. You, you know mm-hmm. and and if anything you got to look at you know cutting your costs at probably like running back. You can't cut it at, you know, at, at your left tackle or anything. Well, how about the fact that there's $2 million more dollars spent on the salary cap on the defensive side of the ball compared to the offensive side of the ball? So yeah. 
the part of the team that really sucks that's ranked bottom three is the team is part of the team that there's more money being spent on. So Kirk's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Even even with Thielen and Dalvin Cook, they're the defense is still it's like eight seventy eight million to eighty million or eighty million to eighty two million. It's like two million more going to the defense. Have they Jesus. paid Jefferson yet? No. No, they have not. Well, they won't tell all after next year, right? He's only yeah, in year two. Yeah. Well, and, and who knows, man? Like, it seems like in what I've heard, like, for, like, the Chiefs end of things, like, I think they, they need to start paying these players now if, if they, for sure, the ones they want to keep in the long run. Because I think, the, like, the one that they're talking about for the Chiefs is Orlando Bloom. He proved himself at left tackle this year. We got him in a trade from the Ravens. But, like, we know that all these deals are these TV deals across the NFL. They're going to just – the cap is just going to keep going up. There's no way this cap it, – if it stays the same, I'd be shocked. But that cap's going to keep going up. You might as well get the people you need to lock in right now It what seems like a good, you know, a good deal now and then use that extra money for where you're absolutely going to need it down the road too. And that's what the Chiefs and Patriots and people have started doing is – well, I don't know necessarily the Patriots, but the Chiefs have started doing that, paying these players early. And now when these new con- TV contracts come out, now these deals are looking like fucking steals. For right. sure. And that's one thing with the, like you said, the salary cap sport is these are just going to keep going up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, it, it's still flabbergasting that the Vikings paid more on defense and offense, especially this year. You wouldn't think with what everyone says about oh how, how Kirk Cousins is such a hindrance to the team. You wouldn't think that, would you? No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, especially, especially with, with Hancock and Thielen, I think that would make up like three quarters of their salary cap, period, especially with mm-hmm. the rookies they have and everything. Um, but with the Chiefs and everything, that, that's – I could not imagine being an NFL GM and trying to manage those different salaries and how you, you know, put allotments towards different things. Um, all kudos to the Chiefs, and they, they've just been so good for so goddamn long. Um, it, but here's my question: Do you guys think that people start doing? what the Rams did, the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat did, where they just leverage all of their draft picks and then start making super teams and try and beat what the Rams are doing right now. Do you think that's going to be a trend that moves on? Or do you think people and different teams start to or keep building through the draft like they have been? It's going to depend on the leadership and how they feel. Right. That was the one awesome thing about the Patriots dynasty was there were some years they had stars like Moss and Ocho Cinco, but for the most part you had Edelman's and and Welkers. I mean, they weren't super teams. It was you have a damn good quarterback, and then you have a solid team all over you know the rest of the way. And that's more fun to watch than having a big star-studded team. I agree with that, and I would love to see what <laughs> Bill Belichick could do on like Madden. And just building a team like that motherfucker would win, you know, 70 years in a row just based on what that would come from uh, an Xbox game or something. But being an NFL GM to me is just mind blowing. Like I'm in charge of like 75 different accounts that can't manage their own money and I'm trying to help them Mm -hmm. and like being in charge of one team 
that has all these different things that goes on. Like, that's fucking amazing. And Belichick's the GM and the head coach. That's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and like you said, that, and that's where you see a lot of these teams that are going to have a lot of cap space. I wouldn't be shocked if they do just go all in on some of these uh, free agents. Like, I, I think we said the Dolphins, don't they have like $70 million? Bengals mm-hmm. have $70 million. There's going to be teams where – you know, like for the Chiefs, I've specifically kept who could be a number two uh, wide receiver hey, for us. And, uh, <laughs> right. you, you know, we, you, you just see all these great players that we could afford, but then, you know, a Bengals or a Dolphins can just jump in. All right, we'll offer you number two receiver, you know, close to max contract money just because they can afford it. You know, they, they have everyone else so low on their on their money. But it, like you said, it kind of depends on the, on the leadership as well because I know – you know, I guarantee the Texans, I bet you they have quite a bit of money available, but you know, their leadership's absolute shit and they don't draft well. So like if you're getting that money, it's more like, you know, you're, you have to take just this mind blowing money, but you're going to go to a loser. Right. So I, I know we don't touch a lot on the NBA and stuff, but do you guys remember when the Celtics were just trading a shit ton of players and just, or trading four players and giving up draft picks and, mm-hmm. Uh, Maury was just giving away the farm, yeah. Sixers to you know trust the process and stuff. I just wonder if that's going to trickle down into the NFL, and which to me makes draft day so interesting. Draft day is already one of my favorite days of the year, um, especially building up for the combine and stuff. And this year might be even more because there's not a clear cut number one, which we covered on the last podcast, but. Do you think that that's going to trickle down where there's going to be a like trust the process where you go all in on one person or is football way too much of a team sport where you can't do that? Yeah. I mean, you got to think, you know, obviously basketball, you're going to, you only have 12 people you have to turn around and obviously there's all that. And, And one person can make a big difference with five people on the court. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, unless you have like a Donald that can that almost historically has to get triple team to consistently mm-hmm. be covered, you know, you you have to have that breakout star. And I, I mean, is the closest we've seen to that for the trading picks and trades and stuff. I mean, last year was it was it Stafford? Was it OBJ? I mean, who was it last year that made the biggest difference in that type of trade? Right. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, if I'm going to do the trust the process thing. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are doing that with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Where you trade away picks and stuff just to get him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously lost too, which was – I mean, that's part of it. Uh, well, well, Burrow but, was number one. Are you talking uh, um, Jamar Chase? Yeah, I mean, that, that works too. My, my biggest uh, uh, example of that would be the Browns, and they haven't done well. I mean, they, they made the playoffs one year, but – they traded and kept losing and kept trading and kept losing just to get Baker. And like they traded away for OBJ and stuff like that. The bears did that with for Khalil Mack, Mitch Trubisky and uh, what's his name this year. There's, you know, looking at, just look at, look at the NFL though. All right. There have teams that have done that over and over the bear. The Browns have done that. How many years? And they finally landed on a quarterback who was semi-successful with Baker. Like, mm-hmm. you know, shit. You can list off the whole, what, 20-some quarterbacks that they went through before 
they hit him. Like right. you can go through this process. It doesn't mean you're going to hit big money with one of them though. So that's, right. I think that's where the NFL makes a lot of, a, a bigger turn away from what the NBA is doing. Mm-hmm. I guess my, my question in, in total is what is a better thing for the NFL doing the one and done type thing you did with the Rams where they win a Super Bowl or trust the process. And I would vote the one and done because you can sell the house to win a championship like the Rams did. They, they also had a shit ton of piece, pieces in check. And, and how many years did they fall short, though, with all that money going to a few free key, you know, uh, uh, free agents, though? I right. Mean, and that, that's what I'm saying is don't trust the process. Just try and be one and done where you're just getting free agents and trading for people. I, I think did. we got to see the Rams for the next couple years here to see if it's worth it or not. Because like you said, and again, banners fly forever. So right now it's a success, but they might hemorrhage the next decade if they can't get out of this hell that they have with all of the, uh, um, mm-hmm. with all the cap space that they now don't have because of all these free agents. Oh, a hundred percent. But I mean, to, if, if you look at it from a Vikings, Vikings fans perspective, we've never exactly. won one. So it might be worth it. Um, so that one season would be remarkable, but having to suffer another 40 years of crappiness, I don't know how, if it's worth it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at, like the fan bases. I mean, I would love for the Falcons to sell the house and just fucking move. And <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, but like sell the whole thing and try and win a championship next year. Um, they, they have the cap space to do it. The you're, Saints, you're, not, you're not guaranteed that win. Yeah, that's a part. I, I agree with that, but you have a better shot than keeping your team and trying to build sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you can take that shot, and if you don't fucking get it, you're fucked for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, being and a Vikings fan, being a Vikings fan, never won one. I In my lifetime, they've never been to one. I say one. go for it. You know, I, I think it's joy. I think it's different from where because right now the Falcons are not close to winning. The Ra- the Rams were close. They were or, were always close, and they never could quite get there. The same thing with the Vikings. They they've been teetering on. They've got to the playoffs and got screwed a few times in the playoffs. You know, now they didn't make it this year, but they were they have that winning. They have the chemistry right now and the right people. If they can get a few of those pieces, I think I think for like the Falcons case, they're just too far away from you know how many games do they win this year? Four like five, four five. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I I just think they're too far out of it. If they were closer to seven, eight wins, then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's sell the farm and get these couple players, which I think it's like war in, in um in like baseball or stuff. You know, what players are gonna give you enough war uh, you know, wins you know, wins that you're gonna get because you now have this player. I just think yeah. you have to have the certain, you know you have to have a certain amount of a jump start to make that next step. I don't I just I, think you can start I, from I, the bottom. And I completely agree with you. I, I, I'm just throwing this out there argument's sake. So you know, okay. and, and, and another trend to go on that's that's kind of starting with Tom Brady last year is is ring chasing veterans that are really good. You know, taking a pay cut to go to a team with the Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even bring up the Bucks. They basically did what the Rams did last year. Yeah, it's yeah. just the just there weren't any huge contracts. It was okay. Um, I want to win a ring with Tom Brady. I'll come down for for minimum amount. Well, and who? I mean, are, are people going to be doing that with Kansas City and Buffalo going forward? Are our offensive linemen going to go to the Bengals and say, "Hey, this is our best chance"? It's. I mean, mm-hmm. 
be a trend too now is you know I've, i made a lot of money my first five years in the league now i just want to get a ring so i can retire early yep and it, when you have a good quarterback i mean you have to kind of do kind of what the packers did i mean the packers have never really fallen off but they have reset their team two or three times i mean i, I don't know if you guys remember like with eddie lacy and shit they were still a playoff contender um yeah. And they That's just kind of me off as a Vikings fan is my whole life has been Hall of Fame quarterback played. Yeah, they come to the playoffs every season. They're right. the I think they're the exception because again, because they drafted well and they got the right guy twice in a row for 15 plus years. So mm-hmm. but I mean, even the Chiefs, I mean, they were in the playoffs for so long with Alex Smith, and they just had Mahomes sitting on there for a year, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of well, and and then look and now, now we have that Packers consistency at quarterback. Now, right. now we do, right. like we've we've kind of joked in the group chat. You know, do you know how nice it is hearing about this Kyler Murray being a little crybaby pee pants and taking out Cardinal shit out of his Instagram? Like it used to be ten years ago, I'd be like, man, we need to trade for this guy because the Chiefs don't have that piece right now. You you know that that used to be. Now I can sit back with Mahomes and the Packers mm-hmm. with the Rodgers, and when you or you know. Buffalo with Allen, Cincy with Burrow. Now you go, who the hell cares what Kyler does? Implode for all we care. We've got our guy. We don't have to worry about trying to trade right. for our next guy. See, and that's where I'm kind of jealous because, I, I mean, you guys know my feelings with our quarterback. I feel yeah. like with with if we have the right culture, um, which we might have now with O'Connell, I think he can lead us to a Super Bowl. Um, but you still hear, oh, Kyler Murray wants to be traded. Let's, let's do whatever we can to get Kyler here. Well, why do you want a cancer to the locker room? Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing, Deshaun Watson. Why? I don't care. He he might be innocent. It's very, you know, it's very possible he's not. But why would you sell the farm for one player that might have to be suspended for a full season and have twenty different cases that have to be wrapped up? It's just like, uh, I hate it. I just hate. That's it. that's the one thing with Deshaun though is like you said is a like locker room cancer or something like. He is not, uh, from every report that I've ever read, he is a very, very good locker room guy. But, mm-hmm. I mean, but until what the legal locker room stuff are we talking done, about? Yeah, know? until the legal stuff is done, why would you take a chance on selling the farm for someone that you don't even know if he's going to be behind bars in 12 months? Right. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to make this into a whole thing, but I guess I did. So, there's that. I was say you brought it up, Joy. <laughs> Way to go, we, Joey. We were worried we were gonna have we weren't gonna have enough content for the offseason. Yeah. Yep. And then put a few beers in Joey and he can talk all day. Mm-hmm. Bryant, out of yeah. all the people I've learned something today, I figured you'd out of everybody here would know what RBF is. Jesus. Oh yeah, you I would say no. I uh, I I I know it. I know it. Re- rest in bitch faces. I've just I'm not used to people saying just the abbreviation. Right. Yeah, just say it. <laughs> we work in the medical field. Okay, it's what we do. We have it every day. I I got an EKG <laughs> of ten milligrams. Yeah, I I know what it, what it's about. I've seen ER a couple times. Well, and you guys also have wives, and you just don't say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is pleasant a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just saying. The only one with RBF in my house is me. <laughs> it's it's Actually, me. You know what, Clark, it's me too. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can attest to Clark at, at work. If anybody says something stupid to him, 
you know it's just a it's just a blank stare I was, I was, there were a couple, a couple of years ago, we were in the stress lab and somebody said something and, and my coworker started laughing and she goes, you know, Ryan, everyone knows what you're thinking. You've got the most expressive eyebrows on the planet. Like, yeah, I don't try to, but I mean, I just can't hold it back. You just do the, the rock, like the one eyebrow. Exactly. Is that what you do? Yeah. I'm more expressive than uh, Jim Halpert. That's for sure. You're looking yeah, for you just your... do the, the people's eyebrow. From the People's Commissioner. Yeah, I was gonna say, good transition here to the People's Eyebrow. What, what do we got going here? I didn't read anything into this. The XFL and the uh, NFL are kind of collaborating well, now. You mean you mean I still work on this all day on at, at work, <laughs> risking getting in trouble, and you don't even read this shit, Trent? Come on, man. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to read this one. I'm sorry. No, th- this this one I would say it's kind of interesting. We're talking about the rules and different stuff like that because the XFL is a. Uh, coming up are coming up here and they it's kind of kind of they the the article says they're going to use it as like the petri dish they're basically going to test different rules and stuff and they kind of did it in the first xfl iteration i kind of jumped in on that right away um but like they're going to do different rules use different equipment i think they're really going to use as testing grounds for a lot of stuff for the nfl and i think the first thing they need to figure out is work on new overtime rules in this league so one thing that this wasn't the expo, what was that failed footballing like the AAF a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. The one thing I really liked about that was when they challenged a play, they had a referee up in the booth and he's sitting there with a controller and you can see him like backing the play up, pausing it. And like, he's like watching it on a screen and he is talking out loud what he sees why he's thinking this, yep. why the play's going to get overturned or stand. Like, that would be awesome with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of gives the ref a little more accountability on, like, okay, this is why they chose this. Instead of maybe having that official that is part of the broadcast team saying, well, I think it should go this way, and then it doesn't go that way. <laughs> Mike Pierre like- or whatever the hell his name is. Yes. Pierre. Pereira. Yep. No, it's actually the guy that's going to make the decision. The camera is on him. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Just having that transparency for sure. Yeah, and that was the American or Alliance or something like American football. Yeah, it's AAF. What American Alliance of Football? I thought the XFL was a thing a couple years ago. It was like right before COVID. And say it's been it's been a thing for Mm -hmm. a few times now. So. Do you think we can? Do you think it can survive again? The Rock has bought it, and he's made the first great step, which, which is making that partnership with the NFL. So, though the first step was hyping up the crowd right before the Super Bowl kickoff. Nailed it. That's how they knew he would succeed in the XFL. Is he got him hyped up at the Super Bowl? Yep. Yeah. Do you think the XFL can survive its third try? I think if they have the NFL backing them like this and they, I mean, it seems like they've got the right leadership group. I think the XFL, if it wasn't for COVID and, and they kind of had a rocky start as otherwise I was kind of watching that every weekend. I loved the, you could see a game that was, uh, uh, what was it? Like they're down, I'm going to say 18, just so the rules apply, but like you could go for one, two or three and just keep backing up 
how far you did the play from. I, I love that shit. All right, you know, we have to go for three points. I think they had to go from the 10-yard line. I mean, that shit was awesome. You, you know, just a different way to, you know, fuck around the rules. I think they had a different kickoff rule as well. But They, you know, they had a different onside kick rule. There, there were no onsides. I think they got one play from where they would do an onside kick from. And it was yes. like essentially fourth and 20. Yeah. So if you, if you got the 20 yards, you kept the ball and kept your drive going. If you didn't get the 20 yards, it was basically a turnover on downs. The other team just got the ball. Exactly right. I mean, that's the type of shit I want to see in this new XFL. And I hope they continue with it. You know, what's crazy to me is these, these, uh, other leagues these alternate leagues can't survive with how much money there is in football i mean just look at high school stadiums down in texas some of the southern states they're almost like nfl stadiums mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy that these smaller ones cannot get enough money to stay alive well i don't know is it money or is it interest like a little column a a little column b yeah yeah i i will well, and, and like i said the, re- the reason i kind of loved it when we were when i was watching the uh uh, XFL originally was it was during the spring. There, there's nothing competing unless like the NFL is doing like the draft or something. Otherwise, it, it's it's US or, or I'm sorry, uh, it's XFL. You know all the way. So there's nothing competing with it, and you can kind of <laughs> just like you said, it, you can have a lazy Saturday, just have it on the background. So yeah. I am on the XFL site right now. One, you can't buy tickets. Uh, the only schedule they have is the 2020 season. Uh, careers. Um, you you click on it and it goes to a random domain <laughs> on Face, nope, LinkedIn. Apparently, uh, The Rock hasn't uh, hired his uh, net guy to you, what scrub you the scrub the old uh, website yet, huh? Yeah, I don't it's think just, it's it's actually starting to like 2023. So they've yeah they've definitely not done any updating there. Yeah, let, let me know a job listing sums up, Joey. If things don't go well, well at my job, maybe I'll have to join the XFL since I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> Get the social media intern on that. Come on. Exactly. Well, you click on the careers. It goes to their LinkedIn page. And you click on the website for new careers, and it goes right back to their regular page. So there are none. So yes. just stay where you're at. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anything else to add to the XFL? Because there's another football league we can need to talk about. The boys from the Heartland will be right back. Shit, I need to be watching this draft. What the fuck? <laughs> it, the USFL? Yeah. No, it's not on TV. It's all on social media. I've been following it on Twitter. Yeah. It's not on Fox Sports. It says it is. No, it, it's all on Twitter. Uh, in the oh, article, it says that they they and I've been watching on Twitter too. They it's just they they kind of did it interesting. Um, so I guess if, if you're listening, the the USFL is another kind of minor league for the NFL. I, I don't know if it's officially affiliated or it's going to try and be a competitor with the NFL, but. They're drafting on a Tuesday night, which, you know, I, I didn't know about this until we were looking for subjects. They're drafting Tuesday and Wednesday, but um, I would say, have you guys, I guess, Trent, you said you've kept up with it. Clark, Ryan, have you guys kept up with it at all? Um, a little yeah. bit, yeah. Yep. 
So they, they kind of did it interesting. Instead of going like, all right, round one, like the NFL, you'd pick whoever the hell you want. They actually, since it's the inaugural draft, they made them go by position. So yep. I know round one was quarterbacks. And if you, I would say on this article, I don't have it pulled up, but I think like round two was edge protectors and stuff. I've got it right in front of me if you want me to go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So, yeah, round one quarterbacks. Rounds two through four are edge rushers Mm -hmm. uh, slash defensive ends. Rounds five through seven are offensive tackles. Eight through 11 are cornerbacks. And then round 12 is quarterbacks. So they're doing 12 rounds the first day with 35 rounds total. I don't have the breakdown for the following days if if there's still some sort of position. Um type of trend they have to do but yeah that's that's wrong that's day one yeah. i'm saying i, I kind of love that I, I wish there was a i wish it was kind of on you know you could watch it but i just love how it's like okay you know we're all on a clean slate obviously i don't i think they're i don't know how they determine the draft order but you know it's just a snake draft too what's that it's a snake draft too oh okay there you are go are you shitting me mm-hmm. oh my god that's awesome so you guys, all four of you guys, I think will enjoy this. But Michael Scott got drafted. I saw that. Yeah, he's a he's a defensive end out of Oklahoma, I think, wasn't he? Or Oklahoma oh, State. That's dope. Yeah, he's a. He looks different than his time at Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, an, <laughs> an edge rusher from Northern Iowa got selected in like the third round, I think. Yeah, I saw did you that. see the quarterback taken last in the first round? Uh yeah, it was a, the Vikings old yeah, third Kyle stringer, Slater. right? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna bring that up when you're say when you're talking about trading uh Kirk Cousins. I was like, don't you you can't get the Slaughterhouse back. Dude, he, so many people thought he was the next best thing. Cousins isn't as good as Slaughter, but he wasn't as good as Drake Browning either at one point. Yeah. I remember back in the day when I thought Brody Croyle was gonna be the answer for the Chiefs too, and then he went 0 for ten <laughs> in, in his starting game. So we all have him. We all have. Does the other did the other Chiefs fan think Brody Coyle was the answer? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Clark was more of a Damon Heward believer. No, you were for uh, the backup quarterback from Mizzou. That's what the hell was his Chase name? Daniel. Chase Daniel. Yes, he was always good when he played. Ah, uh, you know, uh, you as a Vikings fan might have a soft spot for him. I don't know. <clears throat> no, I don't because he always beats shit out of Iowa State. <laughs> I, I get it, guys. I was on the Brooks, Brooks Bollinger fan uh, bandwagon for that one game he started. All right. So, since we are hitting on the USFL here a little bit, um, Hi, we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. The cat is making its appearance. Big um, pet people here. Big yeah. pet podcast. Yeah. Big pet podcast. I'm surprised you can't hear my dog barking literally every week um so we are gonna pick a team and that's gonna be our team we're gonna ride or die with this team the whole season mm-hmm. uh how how are we doing that how are we gonna like what's the order i guess we we, we kind of talked about doing the uh overall season picks or i i for the nfl I don't know. That, that's really the only competition we've kind of had to determine it so far. But if anyone else has got any suggestions, I'm free. I'm uh, I'm all ears for it. I'm good with that. I think we go by distance living away from Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. I thought about 
just letting Trent have number one pick since he was last. Um, so, so and then we... we could do like a quiz of who knows Trent best, and then. <laughs> Well, that, would, that, would, that would obviously be his best man dude. true yeah, exactly. yeah. it wouldn't be me depends on what age we go from <laughs> well i thought about who knows trent longest because oh, okay me. but i didn't want to do that but no i think we should just do nfl picks are we doing all season or just regular season are we doing playoffs i probably say Ahead, the whole se- the whole season, including playoffs. I'm down with that. We have the standings. Yeah, we got. I was I was I was second to last. I know I was second with the regular season. I don't know about. Uh, I have them. I have them. Yeah. So you're saying I got to figure out what team I got to pick here, huh? Yeah, I I didn't say. Well, Joey's getting that. I sent you a picture of the group chat, and right now all I can say is, holy shit, there's a lot of red. On all these teams, six of them mm-hmm. have some form yeah. of a tint of red in there, which I was kind of right. hoping that there's not even a green team. I oh, some of them are just kind of boring colors, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through their jerseys and like you sent the thing earlier in the group, and I said none of like hot take. All of the logos suck, or whatever I said. Yeah, I love the, how uh, the Philadelphia Stars are basically the Iowa State colors. Uh, the Philadelphia Stars is the ripoff Dallas Stars logo. That's like, what I was just going to say. Like, it looks the exact <laughs> same. In, in Iowa State colors. Yeah, so that makes them probably the number one team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so based I, on that. I have all the records. Okay. What do we want to do? We're going to go from worst overall. Overall, we're gonna do overall. Is that what we're voting on? Yeah, playoffs included, everything. Okay, worst overall would be Clark with the number one pick in the USL <laughs> USFL team draft. Tampa Bay Bandits. Okay. Uh, they do have the most legit uh, logo. I, that that's what got me. That yeah, and they uh, yeah, I, took Jordan Tayamu as their quarterback. So, yeah, he is he a winner. Hopefully, he's a winner for you, Clark. After after he lit it up in the AAF or whatever it was with the St. Louis BattleHawks, he did have a short signing period with the Chiefs. So, yeah. if if I'm remembering right, I, I do believe this is the same cat. So, yeah, no, it was. All right, so I guess I am up. Wait, you don't know that yet. I haven't announced it. I know I'm second to last. Yeah. All right. 12 and 10 is Trent. Hey, look who's <laughs> second to last. Do I want to pick another team? Because, I mean, they're all freaking red. <laughs> Might as well. Who, you could go with that purple this, team. Yeah. Who based on this logo win the U.S. Super Bowl here? Do you know what? I was going to go with the Maulers just because it's like the most – Unique, and I think I, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Mall. God damn it, man! I've been looking at that one the whole fucking time. So you pick the Broncos, basically? No, I pick the Maulers. Well, the Broncos like the are Broncos. the Stallions. Yeah. Sorry, but I mean oh, they look like colors. Denver Broncos. Yeah. yeah, I picked the one with the ugliest jerseys. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think you're right. The, Mi- the Michigan Panthers are like. A baby blue version of the Florida State 
Seminole. Trent's got Kyle Lalletta at QB. Are you sure you're not looking at the New Orleans Breakers? I was looking at them, too. Oh, no, no, you're right about the Panthers. You're right. Yeah. But, no, I would say I – Looking at it, I, I love the fucking logo. It's the Maulers. It looks like it's a, a, a miner, like, digging through coal. Purple, yeah. purple, orange. I would say I – It was the most unique. Maybe we can, like, you know, you know, teams trade, Bryant. You never know. Yeah, it's like Bobby Bowden from the grave was like, I want my eyes in there. There's my the, color. You know, who's going to pick the Houston Degenerates? Right, the game. <laughs> yeah, damn. Who's, uh, who's next? Uh, well, yeah, who's next? Yeah, it could be him. So it would be the fourteen and eight Ryan's. I was third. I thought you said last week I was tied for first with you. Yeah, I thought he was you, first. We are we are tied for first. It's Ryan. I, I said Ryan. I thought you said Brian. Yeah. Nope. I said Ryan. My bad. All right. I think I am going to. I've, I've got it. I think I'm going to go with the Michigan Panthers. God damn it. So, okay. So here, here's the thing I like about this. It's so generic. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this today. It's just the Michigan Panthers. There's no town affiliated with it. And there can't be because it's like, they don't play their home games in a town in Michigan. They're all played in Birmingham, Alabama. So mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that it's just the Michigan Panthers. Yep. That's hey, what I thought was hilarious. Nothing, nothing different than the Minnesota Vikings, dude. Well, maybe every team should have been like that since they're all playing. They're not playing their home yeah. games in their home city, you know. All right. So it, I'm going to go by rankings here. Uh, Maulers are the eighth worst jersey, and Panthers are seventh worst. Good. That's why I picked them. So though. are these, these the official Whose rankings, rankings? Are those? Or... Yeah, CBS. So. No, I All right, don't so it's between me and Bryant. Uh, I'll let the other three pick who should go. I've got a I've got a number in my head. Go ahead and choose. Just, just so you know, Sporting News had the Michigan Panthers jersey at number two. Ooh, I agree. Damn. So number between one and ten, I've got in my head. Joey, just go. I don't care. <laughs> Makes it easy. I'm I'm gonna take six. Joey, just pick. I I'll go last. No, I want to go last. Would somebody just fucking pick somebody? All right, I'll take the New Orleans Breakers. There you go. Those jerseys are dope as fuck. Those are awesome. Well, I would say what we I have to at least pick one red team here. I don't know. New Jersey <laughs> Generals, they uh they didn't look too good the last time around in the USFL. Like you said, Philly Philly Stars, I don't think uh <clears throat> it, it just looks like Dallas Stars too close to it, unoriginal. I can't pick the Birmingham Stallions. That one is too close to the uh, Denver Broncos. I'm going to have to go with the Degenerates. I'm going to go with the Houston Gamblers there. Yay! Yeah. Yes. I, I think since most of our content that I've even been good at has been gambling, I think it only it only fits. I'll do it. I'll do the <laughs> So the Gamblers were my second pick because they're the only team with a black jersey, and I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Those are you're trying to you're trying to go for the Falcons feel, right? Exactly. Those are sweet, but I hate the logo. Very much, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like the weird G. It's like, oh, it, I mean, my handwriting sucks, oh, and it looks like it's coming from me. That is what yeah. they're trying to go for. I didn't know what the fuck it looked like a broken coin, but I could see that the Texas logo was or a state um, outline was in the middle there. Yeah, that that logo kind of sucks, but it is it's it's at least different. I like the black and red compared to the 
kind of off reds and shit by the other ones. Oh my god, the breakers are amazing. Like I want this. I want I want to buy that jersey. Well, I'm going to. Good thing is if you go to their Twitter, Joey, it's right on there. You can buy it. Yep. I, I'm on there right now. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, I've got to start looking for Michigan Panthers gear. I'm actually buying a uh, Pittsburgh Maulers t-shirt right now. No, there oh, it is. Are you really? Absurd. Well, Joey, make sure you tag the USFL. Let them know that they've got their first official USFL podcast. We're going to go all in on this shit. <laughs> yeah, so what What exactly are we going to do just to appease the audience? What are we going to do here? Well, uh, we, we need to talk behind the scenes. Yeah, I'd say we, we can we can do picks just as well. I mean, we can kind of go – we can kind of make it a mix of our team's overall success too. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're going to have an M- MVP or something. We can always gloat about that. The most important thing is out of randomly selecting teams with no knowledge of their entire team, if you picked it right from the beginning, then you look like the smartest fucking person here, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I have the number one pick, so they obviously got the best quarterback in the league with the Michigan Panthers. Hey, uh, Trent, what's hey, shopping? Shane Patterson? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue who he Dude, is. That was actually one thing Michigan Panthers I was thinking <laughs> of, is they're going all in on the Michigan players. I mean, if you're going to have a team that is, you know, based on, like you said, just vaguely in a state, you might as well go in for in-state talent and bring in as much it, it, who cares if you win? Everyone's going to be looking for, hey, remember that ex-Wolverine, that ex-Spartan, and they're going to love watching it, an, an old Chippewa, you know? Yeah, wait there for has been, to be their starter. There has been a ton of Michigan players selected in this. Mm-hmm. Trent, I'm on the on the team shop for Michigan. There's uh, eight items. How many items are there for Pittsburgh? Eight. Okay. I didn't buy it off of there, though. Oh. All this stuff on here is lame. Where'd you buy it from? Uh, I just Googled Pittsburgh Maulers apparel and found a pretty sweet T-shirt on Redbubble. All right. Oh, God. Redbubble is amazing. Yeah, I've bought stickers off there before. Dude, Rochelle bought me a office blanket that has like a bunch of quotes on it. It's the softest thing I've ever felt in my life. It is just... It's, it's more soft than Dart is. And Darcy Cat. I want you all to know if the USFL, USFL goes under, it's because you're not supporting them on their official website. Well, tell them to get better apparel. Well, choose a better team, dude. I'm looking at the Houston Gamblers. It reminds me of the Longest Yard, uh, the Adam Sandler remake one. Their, their uniforms look fucking legit. Well, let's see what they have. It's probably all – it's the same exact stuff. It just has – yeah logos on it but i got they, they, colors so they went and raided the old uh hollywood studios and cleaned yeah. out all their nfl lookalike jerseys yeah why can i not think of the uh longest yard team mean machine yeah mean machine <laughs> why is there not a mean machine in this uh football league Oh, I I would assume probably they don't associate with prisoners or jail or anything like that. They probably an image you don't want to get too close with, but <laughs> or Adam Sandler. Yeah, did, did yeah. Or guys, Adam... Did you guys know the USFL was a thing in the 1980s? Yeah, yeah. I Donald Trump like didn't he own a team or he owned, owned the US Jersey Generals? I was gonna make John, a joke, yeah. that's why I picked them. But John Elway it... got uh, drafted by them and then mm-hmm. chose the NFL. 
because mm-hmm. I see the Michigan Panthers won the inaugural in 1983, so I think they'll probably win this inaugural too. Shit, ain't happening. Pittsburgh. All right. <laughs> think, you think Michigan Panthers is going to be the next like Green Bay Packers? They won the inaugural, so they're just going to. Did someone mute their fucking mic there? What? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of empties going on there. Well, I'm going to take the trash out real quick, guys. I'm going to bring the mic. <laughs> oh, you heard that? My bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you I'm get gonna... all the squish there, Joey? I did. <laughs> Good. So, I'm going to go ahead and say me and the boys from the Pat McAfee show are going to be Pittsburgh fans because we're just y'all yinzers, you know. You would be a fan of people walking in malls. That's right. The mall walkers. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we're talking crap about teams we don't know anything about. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you right now, Trent, I'm gonna rename your team the, the Pittsburgh Mall Lesters. So I mean you've already walked my, my Hey, you're the one that walked okay. Well, I'm I'm also upset that I didn't get them. So now I have to come up with creative nicknames because I'm sad. Well thanks. You're the you're a fan of the degenerates. So yeah. there's that. So all right, and that's USFL talk. Glad you all know what team we're going for. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write it down so I can remember it. I, yeah, I, I me got too. it. Don't worry. I was thinking about that while we we're doing it. So I'll just Next follow week, them I'll... on Twitter so I so I always have them. When when do their games start? When when do I need to uh, like fifty two like days it. from now or something yeah. like that? Yep, and it's gonna be a quick, I think they said it's twelve weeks. So 12, yep. Yeah. Yeah, next week Ooh. I'll be like, Did, didn't I pick the Stallions? Yeah. Oh, I've forgotten that. <laughs> I may have to rearrange my travel schedule and try and find a USFL game. Good luck, Joy. If, if they you... are all in Birmingham, Alabama. No, nah, well, I have a, there's a branch there, so we can do that. They're all in one spot. So you can, you can go to be... all of them. The best part is going to be Joey having to explain it to people there. They're like, so why did you choose Birmingham? Oh, the USFL, man. Me and my buddies. Will <laughs> what the fuck is this new guy talking about? What a, what a jamoke. <laughs> jamoke. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything else appropriate to say. So. <laughs> uh, that's the first time Brian's ever thought of uh, just okay. – just, uh, Editing him, yeah, Edit just censoring myself before we yeah. have to edit it out. Yeah, <laughs> you just made Clark's job a little more easy. You're welcome, Clark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, are, are we done with USFL yeah, for the week? Let's roll on. The boys from the heartland will be right back. Next, we have uh, college basketball. A couple teams in the top 10 from the Heartland with Purdue, Kansas, Kentucky at four, five, and six. Um, Iowa, they are ranked at 25. They jumped back into the top 25 this week. Uh, Yeah, LSU is getting some votes. Iowa State, no votes again. Um, Yeah. I think I said this in the last podcast or one of the last ones, but Kansas, you know, they're up there. Bill Self does this every year. They, they have a tough stretch in the middle of the conference season, and then they get it going at the end of the season, heading right into the uh, the big dance. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that from Clark in just a bit. 
Don't you wish Iowa State's tough stretch this year would have involved a conference schedule or a conference um, record of 11 and two right now, but it was a rough stretch for you. Yes. Yeah, I do. But I don't even know what we are in the conference, like four and nine, probably. Wow. Iowa State love fell off. Five and nine. Five and nine. Okay. So. No, it, it definitely did, Joe. Like I, that's where I was a little shocked. We had, we did have a couple wins this last week for Iowa State. Um, not, not, well, I mean, nothing too crazy. It was at TCU, and we beat OU pretty significantly by like twenty plus points. But um, yeah, I mean, we have all these quad one victories, which is one of the biggest factors they look at. But I think it's a lot of recency bias coming off of that very bad stretch we just had, where people don't have the confidence of of voting back for us again. Yeah, Iowa State, they just – that was Oklahoma that they – they went on uh, – was it a 17-0 to run in the end of the game and uh, earlier in the year pounded them. No, no, Iowa State did. Oh, this one. I was yeah, this past Saturday. I was going to say, because so. I know that's what Oklahoma did like a month or so ago is they, they went on that type of stretch. And we, we had, I think, a double-digit lead, and then they just piss-pounded us in Norman – so it's kind of nice to dish it out in, in Ames this week. Yeah, it was 52 to 59 with 614 left. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was 52 to 74 with two <sighs> minutes left. So Iowa State finally is on the correct end of going on a huge run and not scoring for half of a half you know yeah I, I mean did you watch either of those or i guess tcu game it was that was a type of game we've seen them win all year it's a low scoring type game and we're able to pull it out at the end but did you watch that ou game at all trent uh i did not well i'm saying i, I guess if anything it kind of reminded me of where we were earlier in the year when we you know beat iowa by 20 and we we're beating these teams because we had that offense we, we just had that terrible stretch in this last month where like we mentioned, we, we would just go scoreless for how long, and it looked like a team that hadn't been playing well, and we were talking about, like, that's the team we expected this year, and I don't know what uh, what Ots did to get their heads out, but they, they finally came to play, you know, and like I said, this actually gave them their eighth quad one victory, which right now we're eighth in the Big 12 in the standings because of our conference record, but we're only behind Kansas and Baylor and quad one wins. So we can beat the teams where that we're not supposed to, or these top ranked teams. We just have been dropping the ball versus these quad two and quad three teams that, you know, supposedly we should be better than. Yeah. I, Iowa state, they have West Virginia and Kansas state coming up. They play West Virginia on Wednesday and Kansas state on Saturday. Uh, Gotta win. Mm-hmm. Got to win them. And then they have Oklahoma State and Baylor to finish out the season. Um, I don't know. I I, I would think they're going to beat Kansas. Virginia's always tough, though. Um, they uh-huh. kind of smacked us around out in Morgantown. Mm-hmm. And to get in, you got to win a couple of these last four I saw today in the latest bracketology that Iowa State was projected to be an eight seed. Okay. So they're either saying, hey, they're going to be an eight seed or they're not going to be in at all. So Really? So they think we're going to – well, and again, you know, we've kind of been in this boat even during the losing streak. Is At this point, 
you know, winning it in. You, you know, we, we yeah. I think at this point we've lost to both of those teams this year. We have to avenge that 15-point deficit that Kansas State overcame and beat them. We, we got to beat them. You know, same thing with West Virginia. They're actually last in the league. Not that they're terrible, but you can't lose the 10th, you know, place team and expect to get into the tournament there. And let, let alone, you know, with the Big 12 tournament, if we can get the right rankings, we could win a couple games in the postseason conference or tournament in Kansas City and really start, improve, you know, improving our resume as well. Well, it's Hilton South. We win in yeah. that thing. Yeah. <laughs> We've just happen. dropped a couple unfortunate ones in Ames North. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hilton North has not treated us well. Yeah. Hilton South, we're going to be all right. So jumping off what Trent said about Iowa State uh, being an eight seed, I do see them, like you said, bracketology being an eight seed. But they are in Auburn's uh, bracket right now via Joe Lenardi. I think Iowa State – with their defense, can do some damage here. Yeah. It, yeah, the defensive teams usually do fare pretty well in the postseason. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now they got Wake Forest and then would face Auburn the next round. I think they could beat Auburn. As long as it's not UAB, I think we'd be fine. Yeah. That's our one kryptonite in the, apparently the postseason. We have to lose to the most embarrassing teams. But it is UAB, URA. So. I, I, I got you what you're no. saying here. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Just a couple letters were backwards, but we we, we got it. Yeah. Hey, UB, UAB, whatever. W- Wobburn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really all I have about Iowa State. Like I said, I didn't – I mean, the – TCU game was on when we were recording last week, so I didn't see it. And then Oklahoma was uh, – I just followed that one on Twitter over the weekend. So Yeah, no, we, we got it back. We, we Isaiah was, was what did it what he needed to. We just got to – I think we just yeah. have to have a consistent two and keep grinding at this point. Yeah. Well, around the Big 12, Clark's got some Sunshine State news. Got a showdown going right now in Lawrence, Kansas. The Jayhawks hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. There's about 10 minutes left in the second half. Kansas is up 79-61. Looks like they are shooting free throws at the moment. So that is current uh, happenings. So Mm -hmm. uh, overall, past week, uh, we'll start with the old Wildcats. Uh, currently standing at 14 and 12 on the year conference uh, six and eight they're about midway uh, standing in the big 12 conference far above those cyclones so shut up Clark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wildcats last game was actually last weekend they took on the oklahoma state cowboys they lost that one in overtime it was an 82 79 affair um, that ended up on a long bus ride home, but looking forward to here this week. You know they've they've got Iowa State coming to Manhattan, and then they're headed down to Lubbock to take on those Red Raiders this coming weekend. So got that to look forward to. Uh, now talking about the pride of the state, the Jayhawks. Uh, their past week, they went out to Morgantown, West Virginia, got a big win. Uh, 
whenever I touched in uh, checking notifications as I was down in Tulsa enjoying myself, it, it was looking a little close throughout the game, a little closer than you know you really want it to be. But they pulled ahead at the end for a 13 point win over those Mountaineers. Current, currently, they are 22 and four on the season, uh, leading that Big 12 conference by at least a game right now. Looking forward, they they're going down to Baylor, take on the Bears. The Bears have been struggling here lately, so we'll see if we can keep it that way. And then uh, they got to go to TCU next next week. So that's what we got. To look forward to. Uh, Going to touch in on the uh, old American Conference team here in Kansas, those Wichita State Shockers. Uh, they had a couple games over this past week. Took on, uh, you know, a couple teams that you guys are going to be proud to name Big 12 teams as they did get some wins. Okay, good. Uh, now this is going to be the first question. Did they win? Because yeah. the rule. They, they went to Cincinnati. Cincinnati uh, beat them by nine. There you go. And, and then they came back home and – they played a team pretty close that you would not expect. The old Houston Cougars are leading the American Athletic Conference with a conference record of 11 and 2, 22 and 4 on the season. Uh, they've maintained that number 14 ranking for a while. And I think that's just because that American Conference competition isn't as stellar. But the Wichita State Shockers took them to double overtime. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, apparently the Shocker Press was working pretty good, uh, keeping it in check until that last possession. They managed to break it, got a wide open dunk to put them up by two. So, so they hold on. So they played press deep into the game. Oh yeah, they were pressing and, throughout. And no one got throughout. punched at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's just they're calling timeouts. That's yeah, okay. right. Well, uh, more on that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Wichita State looking ahead. They're going to Memphis here for the next game. And we're closing in on the last uh, week, week and a half of play here before tournaments. So closing in. There we go. So you, you said somebody got punched? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say I, I – do I want to jump into that right away for the Big Ten or <laughs> – Let's let's let Ryan go. Let's – uh. Let's hear about the SEC okay, and the LSU that, Tigers. I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick uh, like I usually do. Um, Auburn's good. LSU's God getting damn it, Dart. better. <laughs> Dart's being a pain in the ass. Um, sorry, so, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, you're it's, good. It's those Tigers. They just go Tigers. Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, yeah, Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Alabama are all ranked. Back back in the top twenty-five, kind of like how it was supposed to be throughout the season, predicted at the beginning. LSU is starting to come back. They're, I believe, tied for fifth in the SEC right now at seven and seven, five games behind Auburn, and uh, they went on a nice three-game winning streak. Lost, just lost to South Carolina, but they got number six Kentucky tomorrow, or on yep on the twenty-third on Wednesday, and then finished the season with uh, Missouri, Arkansas, and Alabama. So they basically need to play their best basketball yet. Do, do they get? Do, do they got a chance versus Kentucky? Well, they beat them the first time, so as long as they're healthy, I think uh, I think so. Home or on the road? Um, they uh, at Kentucky, so that is a little more difficult. That'll be a little tough, and and Adolph Rupp. Yep, yep. So that's SEC talk. 
I was gonna say, I, 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 if Vine was a thing, I think you'd be perfect for doing your SEC recaps in that six six second. <laughs> you know, yeah. OCU lost. All the teams that are supposed to win win, and uh, yeah, the, the losers suck. And then you're just done with it. I'm uh, so I'm like I'm like the weatherman on Family Guy. Yeah, it's right. It's cold, right? How's LSU doing? They're doing good. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of Adolf Rupp, little fun fact. Clark, did you know he was born in Halstead, Kansas? No. Yeah. Adolph Rupp. I hear out of respect for how good he was as a coach. That's why no one names their kid Adolph anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Makes complete sense. <laughs> Unless you know the kid's oh going to be at just very good at basketball or coaching it, you just don't name him Adolph anymore. I just took a I still had the beer in my mouth when you said that. I almost spit it out. Do you ever think like they're just sitting there looking at courtside and they're like, should we just name it Rupp Arena or wherever the hell I, I, stadium, whatever they want, a Rupp Court or something? Like, oh. hey, hey, all right, Trent, bonus points. What year was Adolf Rupp born? Oh. Oh, geez. I just had it on Wikipedia. I didn't look at that. 1916. Uh, 1912. Are either of them right? No. 1902. Uh, Trent's closest here is 1901. Did did Adolf Rupp, uh, did he get rejected from art school? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I became such a great basketball coach. Yeah, he took all that anger and really just focused in on on honing and improving student uh, athletes' lives. Well, considering he was such a jock, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Yep, from Halstead, Kansas. Played college ball at University of Kansas doing Coach Frog Allen. While we're doing Adolf Rupp trivia, please tell me he was not born on April 20th. September 2nd. Okay, Whew, that was that was a close one. All right, all right. Well, let's head back to the Big Ten. Uh, we'll we'll talk about Iowa and some other huge college basketball news came out of the Big Ten this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking. We could about. actually we could talk about this in the the combat sports. Yeah, too. It's going right. along. We could just talk about it the next episode too, Joe, if you want. Yeah. Hey. I- well, just let me recap Iowa here for a second. Okay. And the rest it. of the Big Ten that isn't a bunch of degenerates. Uh, so in Joe Lenardi's bracketology, the Big Ten is actually leading with nine teams, mm-hmm. uh, which is three more than that Big 12 conference. Which is well, when you have teams they got in the Big 26 Ten? teams in the league. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it's three more. Big Big Ten's a big journalist school. That's why they get so many votes. Yeah. Uh, you know they just the get whole, so many, the whole get, so many pa- is... get get so many people in the papers, and you know they get those votes pretty easy. Yep. Well, there's that. You got Mike Greenberg. They so. get, they got a whole two teams with 20 wins, whereas you know the SEC's got like six. So <laughs> keep going. Just keep going. I, I'm just. I'm just feeding facts. You're you're feeding opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what podcasts are for. Hey, these are my truths. Okay. My oh god, do you know how much of a woman you sound? Like? These are my truths. <laughs> I sound how about many... like Aaron Rodgers today. Okay. Yeah, these are. <laughs> how many kids do you have? And this is how you live your life, just by your kids. Just yeah. let me let me know about your kids there. Yeah. 
I got one, and it's in the womb. <laughs> womb, son. So the Hawks. Uh, Nate. Nate. The big, the big black furball. Oh, there it is. <laughs> All right, so the Hawks are on a two-game winning streak. They lost to Michigan, eighty-four seventy-nine, but then they upset. Number 18, Ohio State, 75-62. Mm-hmm. Big win on the road for the Hawkeyes. Uh, the Murray brothers looked very, very good. Um, and then they also upset Michigan State tonight. Uh, they beat them 86-60. to 60. Also, the Murray brothers. Murray was scored. That, was, tw- <laughs> Go ahead. Was, Mich- was Michigan State favored? Ah, that's a good question. I don't know. Iowa was 25 going into the game, so probably not. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I know Iowa was home in 25. I mean, that doesn't mean Michigan State. I mean, again, this is a Tom Izzo team, so I'm not going to expect anything less than that. But Right. Iowa was a six-point favorite. Yeah, Michigan State is 18-9. and Iowa is now 19-8. and So, I mean, it was pretty – They had the same record. They did going into the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry for interrupting. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more. Just, just had uh, a question. I, I didn't know who was favored in that game. I, I don't have a whole lot more. Uh, I love watching Iowa basketball, but I haven't kept up as much as I should. My bad. Just looking at the game flow of that on ESPN's website, like that's that chart, you know, that mm-hmm. show, I mean, that just looked like a thorough ass kicking by Iowa. <laughs> and Iowa can do that. They just. They can't do it on a consistent basis, which is the bad thing. But they beat the shit out out of Ohio State also, which was awesome. So um, I think Iowa is a dirty, really scrappy March team. We'll see what happens. But I, I think with the Murray brothers, you have someone to contend with no matter who they play. Yeah, those guys are good. Like, I wish that they were on Iowa State. I like those guys. They're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Thank you, Trent. I, yeah. I love that because I will always say that everyone besides Seneca Wallace and Kale Sanderson should be an Iowa Hawkeye. Like, I, I very much agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I respect it, man. They're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Ohio State game. I had it on in the garage when I was out just farting around out there on Saturday. Um, so I actually watched more Iowa basketball than Iowa state this weekend. Yeah. I was busy watching NASCAR, I guess. So I turned left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go fast. I turned left. I turned left. Yeah. Right. That, uh, the big 10 should be doing all right with Purdue, Wisconsin, you know, the, the, the people that are always up there, but I think I was a, a, a team to reckon with in March. Yeah. I saw them in the same bracketology that I was looking at. I mentioned Iowa state was seed Iowa. I believe in that. If I remember right, I think there were a seven. seven. Seed. Yep. Yeah. Must, we must've been looking. Yeah. We must've been looking at the same, same one. Yep. Which, I mean, if they get past Miami, don't get me wrong. They're, they're probably not going to go very far in the tournament, but they have the offense to outscore everyone in the field. They just don't have the defense to back that up. 
So yeah, and it all it all depends if they get hot or not. So they they are a outside chance to win anything in March, but who knows? Look out for those Hawks. I think, yeah. I think the biggest one that you got to worry about, like you're saying, you, you got to go in hot. When I was watching the Michigan State game earlier, they were up by I think it was like Michigan State was starting to close the gap. It was it was get, close the gap of still ten points, but you know with Iowa's defense, that's you know it's not unheard of that someone can come back from that. But then Bohannon just hits two back to back threes. You, you know, so as lo- I think as long as you're you're uh, because you know the Murrays are always going to go off. McCaffrey's going to do do their thing. I think if, if you have your Bohannon that's going to be on fire like he needs to from the three, I think, like you said, I don't think there's a lot of teams that can outscore or even, you know, stop Iowa at that point. It's just going to be if, if, in the same thing that with I, with Iowa State. If you're if you're not your top – your top guy is going to do his own thing anyways, but if your role players aren't going to, you know, contribute, you, you're, you're kind of SOL at that point. Right, and Connor hasn't been playing that much, which I am very, very happy about. Mm-hmm. But Patrick, if he if he goes off, it's usually a good night for Iowa, uh, because him and Keegan seem to do well together. And then Chris is a very good addition off the bench. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a person that's going to be like, oh god, they're going to win the NCAA tournament, but. They could also make some noise, which would be cool. Uh, Connor McCaffrey injured, isn't he? God, I hope so. He hurt. I don't know. Like, oh, I said, that games, I said that out loud. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> he last one of the last games I was watching them, he was in a sling, uh, got injured. Yeah. But I, it, looks, not... it looks like Michigan State went on the patented Iowa State scoring drought at the end of this game, which really helped Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, they went like five minutes in the last, you know, seven thirty four to two minutes and thirty eight seconds left in the game without scoring. So, right, and I don't know if anyone remembers the Adam Woodbury, uh, Adam Woodbury, who was the point guard. It doesn't matter. I anyway, him. that that era of Iowa basketball where they would just go on droughts for like eleven minutes. I remember one time Dylan and I took shots for every minute that they did not score a point. And Jesus Christ, we're up for like 15. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But France teams do that. And I don't know if it's a coaching thing or if it's a players that he recruits thing, which is still a coaching thing. But mm. France teams never, ever can consistently score throughout a game. There's always a drought. And there's always a drought through mid-January – um, like when Wise Camp was there, and we went up to number three in the nation, and then all of a sudden we just fell off, like we did in football this year. Mm-hmm. We just have a drought where we just can't score, we can't do anything, and I don't know what happens with France teams during that stretch or during any stretch of a really long, tenuous game, but they always seem to falter. But if Iowa can get a lead on anybody, they seem to be okay with everything. So, Joey, is is this the year that Iowa breaks out of the round of 32? Do they make the Sweet 16? Oh, God, no. No? (laughs) (laughs) Just being honest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not even just me being honest. That's just me being an Hawkeye fan. No, I 
I would not be surprised if they lose first round. Um, I don't think they would beat the two seed, whether it's Kentucky. I've also seen Arizona in that spot. Both of them could probably run them out of the gym. But they could also beat both those teams with their offense. So, I don't know. I won't pick Iowa past the first round in my bracket, just saying. At least at that point, like you said, I mean, I think that's a welcome uh, difference compared to last year when I, I won our bracket basically by week two of the tournament because everyone had Big Ten teams, including two Iowa national championships, like a Michigan or anything else. And, like, it was all Big Ten, and I think I, I think I had Gonzaga, like one of the final fours, and it just – that was My final four I'm... was all Big Ten. And, yeah. 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 It was, it was a great year, so – but anyway, well, the rest of the Big Ten, Purdue's looking good, and that's about it. That's all I got. And Juwan Howard gets upset. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want to go into that? Are we going to do that now or the next one? I, I, I'm fine with doing it now. Yeah, let's do it now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it now. So, Okay. Go ahead, Joy. All right. Well, Juwan Howard and Gary Gard got into an altercation. Uh, there was – Time who, are these, the, who are these individuals? So this is Michigan's head coach and Wisconsin's head coach. Thank you. Wisconsin. Okay. Awesome. No, yeah. no wonder he's such a scrapper. I did not know this. <laughs> He'd whip uh, on Howard's ass. <laughs> Wisconsin's head coach put his subs in, and Michigan was in full court press. Uh, they couldn't get the ball. Across half court, so if you call a timeout, that resets the 10-second clock, um, and Wisconsin called a timeout. Um, when that happens, like I said, it resets the 10-second clock. Everything restarted, and Wisconsin ended up winning the game. Uh, they got it past every or the, the half court. And anyway, at the end of the game, uh, Wisconsin ended up winning. Uh, Juwan Howard came up to – he didn't – so the thing in college basketball is the head coaches lead the line for shaking hands. Juwan Howard waited. He was towards the back of the line. Came up to Gary – or Jerry Guard, one, one of the two. Guard. Anyway, Greg. Uh, Greg Guard, sorry. Um, and pointed his finger at him. And put his mask down and said, I, I'll remember this. I'll remember this. And pointed at him. And then guard put his hands on Juwan Howard. And an altercation started. So then Juwan Howard slapped, uh, slapped, slash punched a assistant coach. And all hell broke loose. And there was a, a brawl that happened. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll let everyone else talk. So, so Juwan Howard grabbed him by his shirt before all of this happened. Mm-hmm. That people are saying, "Oh, Juwan Howard's the victim." No, he is not. So, did he grab him by his shirt? Yeah, right. he he did. He had okay. him by the shirt. And say because it looked like he went. He he did the the point, which maybe was a grab, mm-hmm. and said his thing, and then. Turned to walk away before Greg could do anything. Greg grabbed him by the arm and turned him back around. Right. So that's what I keep getting is, or from Twitter and all the videos I've watched is he actually didn't really touch him. 
and the the Wisconsin guy basically was in the wrong here. I uh, never mind. Let's keep talking the situation first before I say who's in the wrong, who's in the right. You can go ahead. I I mean, like you said, I think everyone's probably seen the video by now if we're talking about it. I mean, it's kind of been the biggest story in ESPN for for at least the last couple days. Right. So Juwan kind of like put his finger at him and kind of maybe brushed him. And the Wisconsin guy actually put his hands on him and kind of shoved him away. And that was when everything broke out and Juwan just kind of threw his fists like in the crowd. And it was just a whole, a whole misunderstanding that did need to happen. Yeah, I don't I don't like that this happened. Um people are like get rid of the handshake lines. This wouldn't happen. Well, it shouldn't happen. It's a it's a game. Like they're playing the game. They were going to go over their 10 seconds. They took a timeout. Like mm-hmm. who, who cares what the score is? You know, yeah. like the, so Juwan Howard's like, well, "Why didn't you just get take the turnover and give us the ball back?" Like if I was the other coach, I'd be like, "No, like we're going to play the game. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, Jawan did this is and like the kind of the big point is he, and everyone's going, well, they were calling timeouts and, and you know, it's the last minute of the game. Jawan Howard's called like three timeouts in the last minute when they've been up by like five scores, you know, and all of a sudden it's going against him. And now he's being a fucking crybaby pee pants about it. And, and it's he, not like they were calling a timeout so they could score more points is they were calling timeouts because they were going to get a turnover. Yeah. I mean, there, there's know. plenty of there's plenty of games that, that I see throughout a year when it's, you know, you're leading by 18 points or whatever. Th- this is why you had this is a bit of a reward for these kids that have been busting their fucking ass all year, right? Riding the bench, you know, going to all these practices to zero playing time so they can get the one time where they're playing. They can play fucking 45 seconds in a game, you know, a meaningful game. Hey, I was on the fi- the court when we played Michigan and all of a sudden Jawan Howard's going to be a fucking dick and play fucking press against the backups. I mean, and again, play till the fucking whistle. But like, I, I mean, I, I guess Joey, I don't agree with Jawan is is in the is in the right or Wisconsin the wrong. There, there's both sides that are in the wrong. But I just think it's just like you if, if you can't handle that someone's doing that in the Big Ten, maybe Jawan needs to get a different career at this point. If so you handle that's it. that Brian, you made a good point about the whole Jawan playing press here. You know, if if Jawan thinks that it's such an issue that they call timeout. Mm-hmm. So if the game's over, that's why you're mad. The game's over. You're calling timeout. The game's over. Why are you pressing? Yes. You know, that's on him. All right. So I got three things on this. Okay. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm rewatching the video. Uh, I agree with you, Trent. Why are, why are they pressing if the game's over? Um, yeah. Maybe if, if it was a team, um, Fuck, who is the team in the Big Ten that presses all the time? I think it actually might be Michigan. There's one. There's one team that always. Uh, no, it's Maryland. Maryland we could go always, with West Virginia. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It, so if this was Bob Huggins, it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Um, but Michigan doesn't have the best team in the world this year, so they press all the time. Um, so I get that, but like you're saying, if the game's over, why press? So I get that. Um, also I'm watching the video right now and Juwan Howard definitely puts his hands on, 
Jar- guard. guard. Yeah, guard. guard. Yeah, he grabs yeah. his shirt. Like, yeah. And then points and then says that, uh, all right. So there's that. And then guard doesn't really do anything besides push him into the press box because he pushed him first. Yeah. And then the swing comes later. The swing goes so anyway. head coach of Wisconsin. I think they said it was Kleiberbach or something. I can't remember yeah. his name, but. Yep. Yeah, because he pushed the head coach out of the way. Yeah. So, all right. All stupid on Juwan Howard, which is the, the most idiotic thing I've seen from a coach, especially since you're the first one to put your hands on the other person. Mm-hmm. So in the press conferences, uh, guard says that uh, he did what he needed to do so that he could have his players win the game that he needed to win. He yeah. wasn't he, he wasn't going to do anything different, whether it was the starters or the backups. Juwan Howard tells everybody that guard he had a a confrontation with him, put his finger in his face, and then felt like he needed to protect himself. All right, so if you watch this video and see the two of them standing next to each other, one is 6'10", and the other one (laughs) is like 5'8". Yeah. Uh, All right, I'll I'll say six foot. Yeah. Whatever. Um, And one is a former NBA player. Like, you do not need to protect yourself against this other person who, by the way, also had no one else around him besides two guys carrying a clipboard. Like... There, there's no reason that you would need to protect yourself, mm-hmm. but he was still on the right. Very so much. Going to the lighter side of this, uh, I found about found out about this on Twitter, and the tweet that I saw was hilarious. Um, and then I had to go look, like, what the hell happened? And it was mm-hmm. if if Juwan Howard should have punched anybody over a timeout, it should have been Chris Weber. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember who tweeted that, but I found that so funny. T- taking his aggression out years later at this point. But yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, my thing is they should. All right, let's just move into the suspensions. Uh, Juwan Howard got five games. I think that's plenty. But I also think maybe they should spend, suspend him for the Big Ten tournament so there's no altercations after this. Oh, I hope they play again. Yeah. You, you, you know they don't want to do that. They, they want it to feign like it's a real punishment for Jawan. Otherwise, he'd be crying even more to the media. But they're going to feign that this five games and $40,000 is a big deal. And Greg Gard, I don't even think that he, he – I think he only got a ten grand uh, fine, didn't he? Yes, and the assist – Two games. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think it was pretty light considering you're supposed to be the leader of these of these uh, players and you're the one that started an altercation and they're the ones that have to pull you back. I mean, that's pretty piss poor leadership right there. Uh, I mean, and I, and you know, uh, I wrote it in the agenda here, you know, that that's just a, um, uh, Fran, I was going to say, just a compliment to him. Whenever there's stuff at the end of the game like this where you know it's heated, he just sends his team to the locker room. And I think before <laughs> everyone gets like, oh, my God, no sport, you know, not a sportsman doesn't want to shake hands. Well, this is the exact situation he's trying to avoid where apparently Jawan, you know, feels like he has to swing at a guy that's 
like you said, six foot, five foot eight, whatever, because mm. he feels threatened. I, come on, that, that's just a bullshit excuse, man. My favorite thing is the Hawkeye Twitter blew up that I'm surprised Fran or yeah, I'm surprised Fran didn't get suspended for this or yeah. Fran didn't get a you know a a fine or anything. What the hell happened? He wasn't involved in this. I mean, that's just the way the Big Ten works: is someone gets fined and someone gets suspended. And I'm surprised Kevin Warren didn't shut down the whole season because of this. Right. Oh, there's that too. I was, I was pretty proud of my text in the group earlier, the Jim Ross text. <laughs> By you, God. You, my God, that's John Howard's music. <laughs> I figured you you wrestling fans would like that. I loved it. <laughs> John Howard. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Let's wrap this thing up. Everybody, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, um, check out all our social media platforms here. Uh, we want to hear from you. Slide into those DMs. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. We can be flexible here. Uh, Joey, how can people get a hold of us? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Heartland Pulse. Look us up on Facebook and YouTube. Search Pulse of the Heartland. All right. Uh, keep your eyes open. New episode of the Funcast will be out on Friday. Fuck yeah. All right. Appreciate you.